Ashlyn Brown. Hi, I'm Coach Jorge Diaz. And welcome to Inside the Hive. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to episode three here of Inside the Hive. I am your host, Jack Weisenberger. We are without our excellent co-host, Joel Katie, today. He is out at the football field and won't be able to join us today. Um, welcome, Jorge and Ashlyn. We are very excited to have you on today's episode. There's definitely a lot to unpack and talk about here today. But uh, first, let's start with a quick season recap here of Perrysburg Girls Soccer. An impressive record of 12-0-5, an NLL record of 5-0-2, and are currently ranked 13th in Ohio Division I rankings. Obviously pretty impressive stuff there. So let's get into uh, you guys and who you are here. Coach Diaz, why don't you start us off here by telling us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Uh, I'm Jorge Diaz. I have been here in the United States since 1987. Uh, I came to the Toledo area in 1998 uh, with my wife, Jenny, and um, I've been a coach for Perrysburg High School since 2009, and I have been fortunate to, to have uh, had a wonderful group of kids all throughout. We were state champions in 2012, uh, state runner-ups in 2017, and hopefully this year we can make a big run. Awesome. That sounds great. Hopefully we will talk a little bit more about you coming up. Now let's get into our other guest here, senior soccer player Ashlyn Brown. Ashlyn, how are you today? Good. How are you, Jack? I'm great, as always. Now tell, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. So I'm Ashlyn. I'm a senior captain on the Parisburg Varsity Girls team. This is my third year starting varsity. Freshman year, I was a tournament player. Um, I've been in Parisburg my entire life. And, yeah, I think that's basically it. <laughs> awesome there. So, uh, Coach Diaz, you said you're originally from outside the United States. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit more about what exactly that means? Yeah, I was born in uh, Mexico City. However, I live uh, since I was little in a place called Querétaro. Querétaro is a city like about two hours north of Mexico City. Uh, I went there to school and um, grew up there uh, until I came here to the United States. Awesome. Um, Ashlyn, you're obviously very busy on the soccer field as well as in the classroom. Uh, how do you balance your life between soccer and uh, school? Um, I would say definitely the biggest thing is time management. Like, I make sure I have a study hall every single year, and I try to get as much work done as I can in that study hall so I don't have to do as much at home. Um, definitely last year and sophomore year was the hardest for me just because I had a huge workload, but it gets easier with time. You kind of just learn like what you can and can't do. Um, obviously it gets easier when it's outside of soccer season too, but I think study hall definitely is the biggest thing and making sure like I get on my homework right after practice Mm -hmm. because if I don't do it after practice, then it's probably not getting done. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Good to see that you're a very motivated student and have your uh, goals set in place there. Um, Coach Diaz, you've obviously been with Perrysburg Soccer for a long time now, since 2009. Um, What motivates you to uh, come work with the girls every single day? Well, bottom line is when I was young, you know, there was somebody that spent time with me and, you know, pass on some of the stuff that, that, uh, you know, 
that I learned, and I wanted to do exactly the same thing with these kids. So uh, I come in, and uh, I, I I get excited just to bring something into them. Awesome. Um, let's let's do a little joint question here. Um, when did you both realize that you were in love with the sport of soccer? Um, for me, definitely. I started playing in kindergarten, and at first, I feel like it was just a hobby, but. Definitely after COVID, I realized that, oh, my gosh, like, I love this sport. Like, that's mm-hmm. when I realized I wanted to be a college athlete as well. Just taking that break where we couldn't play for however many months, six mm-hmm. or whatever, I was like, wow, like, I really miss this. This is a huge part of my life. Like, I want to keep going with it. So probably, like, freshman year, I was like, mm-hmm. realized, wow, this is, like, my passion. I enjoyed playing soccer since I was little. It was where I grew up playing. And uh, I came to the United States to uh, wanted to play soccer, but there was no other scholarship money, so I had to go to play football. So I was a place kicker in college. But then after college, I decided that I wanted to get back and you know to the sport of soccer. I played you know, adult leagues and everything. And I coached Brownie since she was little. So that was a, a good motivation to see all these girls coming into high school now, you know, when they were like U8, U9, and, mm-hmm. you know, and now see them here succeed. So what, you talked a little bit about coaching her since a young age. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you? Well, it was neat. You know, all these kids are coming uh, with certain skill level, you know, very athletic. And then you see that, you know, you teach them foot skills and, uh, and all the basic techniques. And then as they come, you know, I don't know, six, seven years in club and, uh, and now high school, you can see the progression. It's pretty neat to see where they started and where they are right now. And it's awesome for me as a coach to see. It's fantastic to see that you have such a great relationship with your players from such a young age there. Um, another question here for both of you to kind of think about is how do you think the sport of soccer defines who you are, not only as a player, but as a person? Um. It definitely fuels my competitiveness, um, even in like basic things like board games and stuff like that. I'm a super competitive person and like love winning. And obviously, soccer is a great sport for that as well. Um, I think it also helps with leadership a lot on and off the field. Um, it's helped me a lot, like being a good role model and realizing how much the younger kids look up to you and just building those relationships with them, um, stuff like that. And for me, it's kind of the uh, you know, same as football. You know, soccer teaches you life lessons and, uh, you know, work as a team and, uh, you know, kind of just what happens when you fail and how you overcome obstacles and so on and the sport you know brings it to it you know there has been games where we're the better team and we don't win because we Mm -hmm. don't score so the lessons of the games in itself you know for the next time around and uh and the kids seem to to respond to it excellent glad to see you guys definitely have a different perspective and uh offer a lot to the game of soccer so uh coach diaz recently the toledo blade featured you and your son alex a junior here at praiserick high school great soccer player in an article talking about soccer and how it has affected your family. Can you kind of talk us through how soccer has allowed you to bond with your son and your family? Yeah, well, I, Alex loved soccer since he was little. I just didn't want to coach him, you know, just because, I don't know, I wanted him to 
to grow up to like it by himself. Yeah. But, you know, I have always been a resource to him. Uh, so uh, he he started, like, on the B team. and uh, But I saw a uh, desire on him to, to be better. And he worked hard on his own and developed. And now he's one of the best players in, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Perrysburg. So, so it was neat to see that he took it upon himself. And he just used me as a as a uh, guide in case that, you know, he needed it. And for me, uh, I love soccer and see how he loves soccer kind of makes me, you know, happy about it. You know, he's a good student of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that from, like, the parent perspective? Obviously, you have the coaching perspective and mm-hmm. how you've taught him the game of soccer, but how is that watching him as a parent? Well, I think the, the neat thing is, like, you know, he's a goal setter. And, you know, mm-hmm. he puts goals in his um, – closet and door and a board and says you know i'm going to score this i'm going to do this and do it. and last year for example he set up to to score 20 goals and and be um nll you know first team and he accomplished both so to see the goal set in and, and accomplishing and all the effort that it puts to get there you know the practice time and all the other good stuff i think that's what it's neat to see as a father you know that you know there's some life lessons that he will take beyond soccer that's great. Now, does he get those goals from you? Are you a goal setter, or is Alex that kind of his own thing? No, we we even get every year when we start the seasons, you know, we set up goals, one personal goal and one team goal. Mm-hmm. And we have all the players kind of read them, so everybody helps accomplishing individual goals. But at the same time, we have a common goal of, you know, hey, win the NLL or make a big run in the tournament, and that's – uh, as a coach, I just try to, okay, these are their goals, but it's my goal too, so we'll try to accomplish them. That's so, yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Ashlyn, do you remember what your goals have been over the years? And yes. Would you mind sharing a couple of those yeah. with us? Every year, I feel like our team goal is the same. Win the NLL, beat Anthony Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> um, make it far in the tournament. Um, individually, I would say – the past couple of years, mine was probably different because I was a center back, and it mm-hmm. was more just like trying to keep a shutout, um, being a good organizer and leader mm-hmm. on the team. This year, um, since I moved up to midfield, I had a different goal, um, have more confidence on the field, attack more, just because that was something I wasn't really used to, being a defender, mm-hmm. and obviously trying to score a couple of goals, because that was exciting for me, because like I said, like I never scored as a defender, so individually, that's mm-hmm. what I had, and then, yeah, team goals, always the same. This year, we're super excited, because we think we have a great opportunity to make it to the state championship, so we're really hoping we can accomplish that goal. And even though we didn't win the NLL, we still we're undefeated, so we've done well with that. That's awesome. I'm glad to see that you're a good team leader. Can you kind of walk us through your goal, your mindset of being a team leader? Obviously, there's a lot of good players with Macy, Adele, and you. Um, can you talk about what it means to lead this girls' soccer team? Yeah. Um, it's a huge thing, honestly. Every single year, um, all the captains, I would look up to them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I really hope, like, I can be a captain, and all the younger kids will look up to me like that. So it's a huge opportunity for me, and I'm really thankful that my team voted for me to be a captain. But um, it's great because a lot of people look up to me, like I said, and they'll come to me for advice, like, oh, what should I have done here, Brownie, or something like that. And it feels really good, like, that they trust me. Um, 
and I'm able to give them that advice. Obviously, now that I'm uh, injured, I have a different role on the team, but I can still help coach off the field. Like, you see a lot differently off the field than you do on the field, and I'm still helping, like, organize. Um, like I said, you can see a lot more that sometimes the field players can't see. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Adele, Macy, and I, I think we work really well together. We communicate a lot. We're always, like, on top of the team. Like, you need to watch this film. Like, we need to do this and this. Like, make sure you're stretching, hydrating. Like, mm-hmm. just making sure that we can be the best team that we can be. That's awesome. It's glad. I'm glad to see that Perrysburg has some good team leaders that hold everybody accountable. Now, Ashton, we talked – a little bit about your short-term goals here. Now let's kind of pivot to some of your longer-term plans for the future. You've you've committed to play soccer at Gannon University at the next level. Will you talk to us a little bit about your commitment process and then some of your recruiting? Yeah. Um, It was frustrating at times, I'll admit, because especially at our level, a lot of, like, bigger schools don't look at us just because we're not, like, ECNL or, like, these elite, like, club teams and stuff like that. But, um, and so you'd email coaches a lot of times and they wouldn't even respond, and that was super frustrating. But I had a lot of great people, Jorge, my coach Mike, coach Dean, they all helped me a lot through it. Um, They were reaching out to coaches for me, um, emailing coaches, and actually how I committed Coach Colin, the um, coach at Gannon, he's one of of Coach Dean's best friends, Mm -hmm. so I kind of got to know him through that, and that's a huge reason why I committed at Gannon, because they're very similar, they have similar coaching styles, which is something I loved, Mm -hmm. and I visited this school, Colin saw me play, and it kind of just clicked. Like, I loved it there. I met some of the girls, and I was like, wow, like, they love it here. Like, I love these girls. Like, the school is great. Um, and, yeah, I was just like, this is where I want to go. That's fantastic. You found a place you love. That's always so important when picking the college. It's got to be right for you, and I'm glad you found the perfect fit for you. Now, Ashlyn, you have a sister on the soccer team. That's correct. Yes. Can you talk to me a little bit about what it's been like being to play beside her and mentor her as she continues her career? Yeah, I was super excited this year that she was able to join me as, like, my senior year, and it was her freshman year. Um, Unfortunately, like, because of my ACL injury, we haven't got to play a ton together, but we have got a couple of games And it's really fun. Like, I love talking. She loves soccer just as much as me. And we'll always talk after practices and games, like, oh, we should have done this and this better or and stuff like that. And it's great because she's kind of like a mini me. So Mm -hmm. it's really easy to talk to her. And she sees a lot on the field, too. So she'll help me if I make mistakes and I'll and we'll like be vice versa. I'll help her. And it's really just great. It's, like, a great way to end my senior year, getting to play with her, like, one last time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, hopefully we'll get to see each other in college, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously a beauty of having siblings. You know, they play the same sport. You get to bond together. I had something similar with my brother, and it's always been so fun to get to go out there and compete and play together. Um, let's see here. Ashlyn, uh, do you know what you want to pursue in the future as far as like a major um yes I'm thinking physical therapy or something along that line and I actually kind of recently made this decision 
because my injury and my PT person is great. And I just really love the way he's encouraging and helping me through this process. And I think, I think that's something that I'd want to do, like help people and encourage them, like when they're struggling through this like mental block. So, yeah. That's awesome to see that you used your injury for good yeah. to figure out like, hey, you know, this isn't just a negative thing. I can use it as a positive thing to impact my life for the better. So, Coach Diaz, obviously as Ashlyn's moving on to bigger and better things, do you remember what it was like to be someone like her and talk about what you wanted to do as you went off to college? Well, like I said, I always wanted to play soccer. I played for my country, U18, and uh, um, like with the idea of always wanting to continue my education. And uh, my dad's brother lived in Maryland, and uh, he invited me to come over. And uh, he knew the head coach for the University of Maryland saw me kick field goals, so that's how I came in. But at the same time, you know, soccer, you know, was the avenue for me to to come here regardless. And I knew that I wanted to to play, you know, college soccer, Mm -hmm. but but there was no money. So I, you know, ended up going to, you know, playing football, get a full ride. So that was pretty good. Now, you mentioned uh, your football experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what kicking field goals was like and where you ended up doing that? Um, like I said, I I was supposed to go to the University of Maryland. I ruptured my Achilles tendon. One of the assistant coaches uh, took a head coach job in Morningside College in Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, he took me there. I, I redshirted my my freshman year. And then later on, you know, end up kicking there. And it's a Division two school. We used to play against North Dakota and North Dakota State, mm-hmm. uh, University of Omaha, Nebraska. And um, I had a good career there. And uh, it was fun. Oh, my goodness. We're getting, a sh- we're getting a shout out here as the football players are walking past. You know, they're always <laughs> so obnoxious. And uh, we love their support, even though they're not always the best people to be around. So. <laughs> Thank you, uh, football, for that. Um, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, Coach Diaz, what did you uh, end up majoring in when you were there at Morningside? I have a double major in business and economics, and I, uh, I always wanted to be in sales or some type of finance. Uh, after graduating, I got a job uh, selling computers, uh, and then then I went to the pharmaceutical industry for you know, like about 15 years, mm-hmm. and I'm currently working for a company called Alpeak, and uh, I do sales for you know, for them. You know, I sell produce, meats, supplies for all the restaurants in the area. It's actually pretty cool. That sounds that sounds interesting. Um, now, what was that like balancing your double major as well as football? Well, kind of like Brownie said, even in college, you know, you have study hall. You uh, you, you have to take so many credits in college. And uh, um, I ended up Dean Sleece, 3.7. You know, I was I was a student first. I loved playing uh, uh, football, but it, it was neat. You know, we had schedules, you know, go to the gym, go study hall, have your classes and go back and, and finish up. So they helped me accountable. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Always good to have schedule and uh, order. Um, did you end up playing any intramural soccer while you were there? 
No, but I played intramural basketball. I was a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> little but, guy. But I can I could shoot. Awesome. <laughs> Ashlyn, you played basketball too, right? Yeah, Do you have I any did. Good basketball stories from your time here at the high school? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um well in freshman year there was just the seven of us. Yeah. So that was a really great experience because we were all best friends and we got to play together on the court and that was just a great time. Um, sometimes I kind of regret quitting just because it was a lot of fun, but it just got so hard with club soccer being so demanding. I always had to miss one or the other, and one team would always be disappointed in me. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just a hard decision I had to make. But. It's good. Life is full of those difficult decisions that we all have to make and uh, pick one thing or the other, but I'm glad you found something that you enjoyed and you made the correct decision, it sounds like. So uh, now we're going to pivot to a little bit something different than what we've kind of been talking about here, not necessarily personal to either one of you. We're going to do something new to the JSN podcast here called Rank It. Okay. So I'm going to give each of you a different topic. And kind of what we've done in different episodes, you give kind of a top five like list of something, some of the things we've done here. So, Ashlyn, we're going to start with you here. Would you... Uh, Tell me your top five favorite movies. Oh, okay. Um, right now, number one, I have to say, is probably Fault in Our Stars, just because I love that movie. I can mm-hmm. watch it a hundred times. Um, number two, I love Moana. <laughs> my sister always make my youngest sister Tegan, she always makes me watch it with her, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's just a good movie. I love it. Um, the Star Wars movies, I really like those too. Mm-hmm. Again, my sister loves them too, and she's like a huge part of why I watch them. Um, 42. That one, I was kind of like, so my dad made me watch it, and I was unsure about it, but I oh, loved Jackie it. Robinson. That was yes, a great movie. I loved it. It was a great movie. Um, and then number five. Mm, I'd have to say Hocus Pocus because my grandma always made us watch it and it was like this mm-hmm. huge like family gathering and it it just has like a lot of good memories so That's awesome. So coach Diaz, now we're going to make it your turn here. Can you give us your uh, top 5 restaurants? Top 5 restaurants here in town? It can be here in town or anywhere that you've eaten that you'd say, "Oh, that's one of my favorites of all time." Wow. Well, here, my first restaurant that I visited since I moved to Toledo was Mancy's, the original Mancy's. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty good. Um, uh, wow. You know, I've gone to so many <laughs> shulas in, in Detroit. You know, I love steakhouses and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. I just went to Claude's for the first time. My wife's anniversary was, you know, two days ago, and we went to the new restaurant right here. The seafood is very good, too. So, um that's basically it, you know, in Georgia's, you know, in, in Chicago, you know, is very good too. And Georgia's right here in Toledo, mm-hmm. very good, you know, so very good. <laughs> That's great. Obviously, man loves steak. the steak. Can't steak. complain with that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about another business here called 419 Tacos. Coach uh-huh. Diaz, you want to tell me a little bit about what that is? Well, 419 Tacos is a restaurant that I uh, started with a friend like about four and a half years ago. 
and I just recently sold it in, in June. Uh, it, it was a wonderful business. Uh, you know, I love Mexican food, mm-hmm. and I uh, wanted to bring some of the street food to to Toledo area. And we had uh, a different way of presenting our tacos and some different, uh, not the traditional way, but we had some some new flavors that right now currently uh, some food trucks are bringing in. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we did that, you know, it was su- very successful. Uh, then the pandemic hit and, uh, you know, so people didn't want to show up to work. And uh, it was a very difficult thing to learn. But at the same time, you know, hey, you know, I uh, was cook dishwasher you name it you know it, it made me uh get a different perspective on on the business i originally just wanted to be an investor but now i had to become worker but i'm a little old so <laughs> somebody made me a good offer to to buy the restaurant and um hey i said i'll why take not, the offer right? why not yeah <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to be in small business and mm-hmm. one of the big takeaways that you had from that process from the standpoint of uh, uh, learning, there's there's so much that you don't see. Uh, licenses, uh, permits, uh, you have to comply with so many different things in order for you to just be out the door. You know, liquor license and, and health department. So all these little things. Uh, you think that you're just going to go out there and just make money. You know, but well, you have to pay suppliers, pay this and pay that. So to be able to keep track of expenses and 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 uh, and get into the neat and greedy of of the business, that's that what it was um, attracted to me. Um, the other aspect of it, I met so many wonderful people. I was able to help a lot of people through in the pandemic. You know that. Uh, nurses that they were out there you know we brought them food you know doctors and anybody in the hospitals we brought them food at night and so forth so it created a good good sense of uh helping out (laughs) that's great it's obvious that uh small businesses play a big role in communities like this especially in perrysburg and i'm glad to see that you gave us a new perspective on something like that and how there's a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes that a lot, the common folk wouldn't know about, and it's, it's good to see that our communities are giving back to each other. So, Coach Diaz, you talked about the 2012 state championship run. That's now the 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that team and what it was like to coach that run? Well, there were a, a, a tremendous group of people, uh, players, and uh, Everything came together, kind of like this team. So that's I have, I'm very hopeful for the 2022 team that you know, in the 10 year anniversary, we can do the same. Uh, we had a tremendous uh, goalie. We had a great defense. We had uh, a combination of young and old in the midfield, and we had a great leader with Maddie Williams, who you know she was a tremendous scorer. She was a leading scorer, kind of like Adele is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so we have a lot of good pieces. And the beautiful thing is that everybody got along. There was no drama. It was a, a team first type team environment. Chemistry. Yeah, and, and that drove the goals. At the beginning of the year, you know, kind of the same thing that you said. We set the goals, and um, one of the, the motto was, like, don't look good enough, be good enough, be great. And I think they, they, they were focusing every game was a challenge. And that's what we are trying to do right now. You know, starting the tournament this coming Wednesday, we're going to take one game at a time, and hopefully we can win them all. (laughs) Yeah, obviously we're preparing for a great championship run. 
Ashlyn, as a player on the team that Coach Diaz just mentioned, this 2022 team, what do you feel has been the most important thing to keep that team chemistry together? Do you guys do anything as a team outside of the soccer field? What do you guys do to keep that team chemistry up? Yeah, we do a ton of team bondings every single week. Um, the day before our games, we'll go and eat team dinner together. And we're all just, like, best friends. Like, we give each other rides to school. We'll all say hi to each other at school. We sit together at lunches and stuff like that. We'll walk together in the hallways. And I think that's a huge thing, too, is being friends just outside of the soccer team as well. Um, And it's just great. (laughs) It's just great because... um, we all get along so well, like, everyone loves each other, like, there's no, like, side talking, like, oh, this and this, like, Mm -hmm. we're all just a great team, and it really shows on the soccer field. That's awesome to see that you guys are coming together, and hopefully you do make a great run, we'll be here to support you guys through that. Uh, Coach Diaz, do you have any favorite in particular coaching memory outside of that state championship run? Hmm. Well, I got been so many great games that uh, you know, especially uh, regional. We went to play against Strongsville uh, with the 2017 team, and uh, we we're back and forth, back and forth, and we went to PKs, and uh, we we always practice PKs, you know, going into the tournament, and uh, and it's, it was kind of neat to just see them succeed. I don't watch. PKs mm-hmm. as they come live so I just look around and look at the crowd and if they cheer great <laughs> if they don't uh, whoops no so <laughs> all of them you know were good ones except a couple but uh but it was a, it was a great memory you know to to win that because that you know allows to to beat uh Jackson right after and then we we went to the finals so that's incredible to see those moments like that do either of you have any pregame meals or superstitions that you do from when you were playing or what when you play now, Ashlyn? Um, I've never really been the superstitious type. I know a lot of people on my team, they'll, like, use the same hair tie every game, wear the same pair of socks, like, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I've never really been like that. I do like eating, like, some kind of pasta or like maybe chicken and rice stuff like that just like good foods before games just because i know like it'll fuel my body but besides that no i've never really been like a superstitious type for me when i played i just listened to good music back in the day was like stallone and you know (laughs) you know the eye of the tiger (laughs) kind of just get you all pumped up kind of like in football it's great we all have that one thing that we we do and we kind of stick to it or we don't have anything at all and we just kind of, you know, roll with the punches. So, Coach Diaz, you've obviously had a illustrious career here coaching soccer. Um, where else have you been coaching at all? I coached out of Hills uh, two years before here and we went to States again with the boys' side and that was, uh, that was when my, my kids were super little so my wife wanted me to come to Perrysburg, you know, to continue to coach and that was best advice she gave me <laughs> so i didn't have to go all the way over there mm-hmm. and uh prior to that just i coached football in mexico before coming in here just like little you know pop wagner you know, pop wagner, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah u8 u9 football i coach club you know uh gtfc and perisburg soccer club that's how i get to know some of these kids and um 
just two or three years ago, I just rest, you know, stopped coaching club and just finished up here in high school. So Now, can you talk to us a little bit about, like, the, the culture difference between Mexico and the United States, how, like, soccer mm-hmm. in, in the United States is kind of a little bit on the back burner where in Mexico it might be more at the forefront? Yeah, I mean, growing up, soccer is king. Every stadium is full, and, you know, it, it, it is what you want to be when you're a kid. Here, coming to the United States, you know, football is king, you know, baseball. And, you know, so there's a lot of uh, sports that, you know, make soccer to, not to be as uh, top. But for the girls, when the women soccer won in 1998, uh, you know, brought soccer to the forefront for the women's side. And the men's side has become a little bit, you know, better. However, you know, they're competing against bigger sports so the, the difference in cultures basically i guess we have we have football in mexico and you know but it's not at the same level as in here and you have baseball you have pitchers that come all the time over here in the united states but as far as soccer that's what they do all the time awesome now let's let's kind of go back here to 2009 when you were first hired here at perrysburg what do you feel was the most important thing you needed to do right out of the gate when you were going to be successful here at Perrysburg? Uh, I came to work with Coach Murphy. Coach Murphy was the head coach. I was. I came as an assistant coach. And uh, my role was to just uh, be the technical guy uh, and, and bring tactical stuff. Coach Murphy was very good with the kids. Mm-hmm. I was good with soccer. So I learned to be good with the kids through Coach Murphy. And then, you know, I pass up some of the soccer side. So I, I think my role was just to make sure that the kids continued to. Some of them were very, you know, they came at club, and, and the club soccer are technical, tactical, and my idea was just to continue to have them, you know, in the same boat. Um, prior to that, it was just rah-rah coaching, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and no too much meat. So hopefully I brought the meat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good to see that you learned a few things here at Perrysburg and you've yeah. been carrying them on. Um, Ashton, let's focus a little bit more on you. Um, do you have a favorite teacher or subject in school? Um, wow, it's really hard to choose. I've had a lot of good teachers mm-hmm. over the past few years. Definitely my top ones are Mr. English, Mrs. Zekman, mm-hmm. and I love Profe Myers. Those have to be my top three just because they really, like, they did a lot just outside of teaching. They developed a relationship with me. They always check on me. Like all of them reached out to me after my injury, which was so sweet of them. And like if I was struggling, like Mrs. Zekman, I chose her for my teacher appreciation. She would like always let me come in, even if it was like early. She had to get up earlier, stay after school to help me learn. But yeah, favorite subject, I probably don't have one. I mean anatomy was pretty interesting but that definitely was a really hard class so i don't know if i'd call it my favorite mm-hmm. all right that's good obviously mr delauder's a very good teacher. yeah <laughs> we talked to connor a little bit about that in dissecting cats but we don't need to go back there on this episode <laughs> but uh obviously we have a really really strong soccer program here at perrysburg so to the both of you i ask um what advice do you try and give to younger players and freshmen in their first year to make sure that they make a good impression and make the most of their opportunity out there? I think effort is a huge thing, especially for us. Like this year, ever since June, we've had 
this like vision like we want to be state championships like we would do the extra mile like you would all see us like after conditioning we'd all go to the gym together and lift like always wanting to do more or like stay extra hours at the turf to scrimmage and work together and it's more just like putting in that work to want to be the best is the best thing you can do um and being a good teammate, like, I think for me, when I think of a good soccer player, I think of a leader, someone who is is selfless and does stuff for not just themselves, but for the team, too. Um, so that's huge as well. It's good to see, like we talked about earlier with team chemistry, you all came together very yeah. early on in the season in June and said, hey, this is what we want to work towards, a state championship. That is our end goal here in 2022. So, Coach Diaz, obviously, we've had a lot of success here, as we've talked about, but where, where did I just go? <laughs> oh, my God. I just lost my train of thought. Let's, let's switch gears here. So, some <laughs> coaches have a specific mindset when mm-hmm. they coach soccer. Do you have any sort of coaching philosophy that you try and implement here at Perrysburg? Well, I said, don't let good enough be good enough be great. That has been the, the, the motto for the last, you know, 11 years that I've been coaching. So what what I want them to know is that we're always we're we could be good. We can win 10 games and and be good. But we also can be champions and, you know, just with a little bit of extra effort like Brownie was saying, you know, the extra things that they do, the you know, the little things that they take into consideration throughout the season makes a difference. It's awesome. Um do either of you have any soccer teams or players that you admired or looked up to growing up? Um, right now, I look up to Sophie Smith. She's a, um, she's on the women's national team. Mm-hmm. She graduated from Harvard or Stanford, I think. I forget. Um, she's just one of those players that like is super young but comes off the bench and makes a huge impact for the team. And I just think it's super cool. Like, she's great with, she always is talking about, like, little kids and making an impact with them. You see her with um, her little niece. And Mm -hmm. I just really look up, her personality is great. And she's a great player on the soccer field. She's an amazing teammate. And that's just, like, someone who I aspire to be. What about you, Coach? Anybody? Well, I just like, um, as a a Manchester United, since I was little, you know, they have been great, and right now they're not doing so <laughs> so great. But uh, I just like, you know, the, the cultures, you know, they always want, want to win, kind of like the Yankees. You know, you always have those teams, Manchester City, you know, in every sport, you know, you have those teams that they, they look to be the best, you know, mm-hmm. the Patriots at one time and so on. So. That's good. Now, do you feel that way at Perrysburg? We're always striving to be that team? Yeah. yeah. Our goal is always the same, you know, win the NLL and uh, make a big run. And um, so I think we have a very good, I guess, opportunity here in Perrysburg because uh, it's a nice place to to bring kids. The school system is good. Mm-hmm. And as a result, soccer has been king for a while, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the women's side, and uh, we, we get a lot of great players. And for some reason, the great, great players don't end up playing soccer. They in turn in turn go to cross country and be great there or any other sport. We have had some basketball players in the past that are soccer, basketball. And, you know, Alex Brown, 
Maddie Williams play both sports. So it's Christina DeMarco, you know, like I said, Brownie also play basketball. So it's neat to see that multi-sport kids growing up end up in a good way. That's fantastic. Uh, do you guys have a favorite memory of each one of you? Like, Ashton, what's your favorite memory of Coach Diaz and vice versa? Um, I, one of my favorite memories is we used to, when Coach Jorge owned 419 Tacos, if we played at, like, Northview or Southview and we'd win, or, like, our tournament games we would play at Northview, we would always go to 419 Tacos and eat. Like, even though it was, like, a school night and it was 10 o'clock at night, like, we would just be eating tacos and, like, we would be so happy because, like, we'd, we'd won our tournament games and stuff like that. So that was just a huge piece, and it also just went with, like, the team chemistry. For me, uh, actually, when Brownie was in, in club, uh, it was my birthday in a tournament, and it was, I think it was like about eight years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, brought me a big uh, cookie cake and a cake, and all the kids, you know, and parents, we were staying in a hotel in Indianapolis and saying happy birthday in there and everything, so as it relates to that memory, yeah. It's awesome that you guys have been close for a long time. That really shows how good this team can be in this playoff run. Now we're going to go to our final segment here, something that our our fans are starting to love called flashback. So for those of you who might not know, and you two might not know, I'll explain it here. This is the point in the show where we go over a, a hot take or a controversial topic from previous episodes and last week, we talked to Principal Cookson, and he gave us part of his hot take, which is pineapple belonging on pizza. So I ask both of you, if you have an opinion on this topic, does pineapple belong <laughs> on pizza? Um, I mean, I actually like pineapple on pizza at Vito's. Like <laughs> there we go. I think it's like what the barbecue chicken and they have like little pineapple pieces and that is so good. And that's what I always think of when people say pineapple on pizza and I'm like, yeah, I, I support it. <laughs> I support it too. I, but I like, I like a uh, Hawaiian pizza, uh-huh. kind of like yep. ham or a little bacon or yeah. a little something with, with a pe- with uh, pineapple. So yeah. See, there we go. Two more people that are pro pineapple. Starting the controversy across the school tomorrow. Everyone's going to be like, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. We're going to have clashes in the hallway there so one more thing i want to get in here and it's called one word so ashlyn and coach diaz do you have one word that would describe each other to our audience um i feel like for coach jorge it's i don't want to say funny but like he's very like he he knows how to lighten the mood like when we're sometimes at practice like we all just take it so seriously so sometimes we'll kind of be like grappling at each other and he always like finds a way to like lighten the mood and he like is teasing us and stuff like that so I guess not funny but for lack of better word choice mm-hmm. uh, tough I would say it's tough you know Brownie has been tremendously tough you know always in, in the field, as a defender, always was super tough. And right now, when we put her as a midfielder, she was incredibly tough. You know, so that's that's how I will describe her. There were so many other wonderful attributes, but you asked for one. So, thank you for coming on today's podcast. I really enjoyed 
getting to get to know both of you a lot better, and you've offered some new insights into different categories. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us on today's episode of Inside the Hive. Next week, we're going to interview Coach Dirk Connor ahead of Perrysburg Football State playoff run, and hopefully we bring some more good content to the city of Perrysburg. This has been Inside the Hive podcast. <laughs> to the moon.